and one. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Y'all Don't Listen, a gourmet and premium podcast by Ty and Julia. Ty, what's going on? What it do, baby? Oh, you know, just uh, good old stuff. Um, Got some cool, interesting projects to be uh, that I'm working on. Um, Mm -hmm. But those are to be announced later. Uh, Ty knows what I'm talking about, but uh, very exciting. Um, And uh, you know what? Uh, Ooh, here I just um, I just got a text from Jackie saying that it's my friend Abby and why it's one year anniversary. I know we love longevity, but that is not what we are talking about today. In fact, Ty, do you want to do the honors of revealing today's topic of discussion? The creme de la creme. Slow, put it down on me. (laughs) (laughs) It's like copyright strike taken down by Spotify. (laughs) I know, know, right? Um, No, I'm very interested to talk about this um, today, but. I guess we're going to go more so into like hookup culture and having a healthy sexual relationship with yourself as well as others. Um, if you are a very, if you are a conservative Karen, mm. um, pop off this one, you know, we don't have time for the judgment. But hey, stick around if you, because y'all don't listen. Yeah, y'all don't listen, especially <clears throat> you. Uh, what did you call it? What about Karen's? Conservative carols, oh, con- or conservative carols, whatever you want to call them. Oh, right, for sure, yeah. Conservative carols, Catherine's, anything anything alliteration-like. But yeah, today we will be discussing hookup culture. And a topic that is uh, kind of going away from more of the wholesome dating-type conversations that we've had previously with Eva, and then once for our Valentine's Day special and we'll be talking more about the raw um exactly how ty put it in his little song there uh Uh we're gonna be talking about more of the uh yep the aspects of um romantic relationships that are more physical baby for all you five love languages physical touch this one might be you know although it's not the predominant one the predominant sort of driver of that love language this is this one might be creme de la creme for you dude uh yeah you speaking my language uh-huh. <laughs> what's been going on before we dive in what's been going on in your world honestly same old same old i feel like everyone's going through the same motions right now just you know self-care staying afloat during this whole thing um trying to be more productive throughout the day setting goals and intentions mm-hmm. um for everything that i do um definitely working out a lot more we love the games um and then also i'm starting to develop the habit not the habit but i'm just i'm starting to invest more in my room so that's really fun right oh, now yeah. oh for Interior those of design. you listening oh my mm-hmm. goodness you know ty and i make these uh great ikea runs yes, and yes. doing a little diy there this and that we're creating beautiful mm-hmm. living spaces which yes. will, exactly which we will be talking about in an upcoming topic on the podcast so yes. um Currently, as it stands, Ty and I will be talking about this exclusively. But if y'all, any of y'all want to join in on that conversation, you're more than welcome to. Um, mm-hmm. But Ty, do you want to kind of go into sort of the design that you're looking looking at to give your room yes. sort of the vibe? Right now, I am. Um, so the right now, I'm kind of going with a more of a vintage aesthetic, but more sort of doing it um, along the lines of always having an Afrocentric twist into my room, but 
Um, right now, I'm trying to declutter everything, but more so going for an artistic vibe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. An artistic minimal vibe in the sense of, like, it's still, like, when I'm referring to minimal, I'm referring more so to the aspect of just clean. Uh-huh. I hate clutter. So mm-hmm. right now, I'm just organizing everything, but I'm going to, soon I'm going to start collecting more art to have more so of a gallery vibe in my room. Mm-hmm. Um, but how about you? uh what what's been going on in my life or in the room vibes (laughs) the life and the room the life and the room um well you know what uh it hasn't been all daisies and roses lately but you know it's i'm not saying that you know this isn't like a cry for help i feel like i always have to put in that disclaimer but if there's one thing that we do want to say um you know, talking, and we've probably talked about this before on the podcast, there's been a lot mm-hmm. of long episodes, so I can't really recall exactly, but um, yeah. opening up your emotions, no matter how ugly or how pretty they may be, um, Ooh, is always mm-hmm, is always very beneficial, um, or at least that's something that has always helped me. But it hasn't been all roses and daisies. Just like uh, yesterday, I was... Uh, um, I had a, a pseudo existential crisis in terms of graduating in the May and then Ty, I know, is graduating um, after this summer semester. And we're both kind of on the same boat and trying to <laughs> try to muster up what we have to do to get our big adult pants on, like putting together a resume, which I uh. labored over for, <laughs> I want to say, approximately like four and a half hours, decided to lose sleep over it, didn't fall asleep till three, had, got up at seven and. Um, And so right now I'm just kind of winding down um, from Mm. that sort of pent up anxiety that that induced. I wouldn't say I'm an anxious person ever, but there are certain things that really do sort of make my mind run and not Mm -hmm. for the better. You know, it's not like this sort of creative run where you can just like go ham on a resume and, you know, write your little heart out. It's just now with resumes, you have to um, like a computer scans your resume. So they're looking for keywords. So if you don't, you know, if you don't use the right verbiage, if you don't use the right words, Mm -hmm. your resume might not even get picked. Um, out of the computer system. So you might not even get a set of eyes on them. So at that point, I was just freaking out and I paid for a subscription that would check over if I did have those keywords. And then, um, yeah, no, I just went down a rabbit hole of uh, of just anxiety, which is a horrible, horrible thing. So um, my, <laughs> my recommendation for any of you who may be on the same boat, um, do it with a friend if you kind of have the same experiences with me, because that makes the process mm. a lot easier, um, a lot less burden and some a little bit more fun um but it's uh it's a process and apart from apart from everything else going on it's actually you know on paper you know if life seems to be going great for you so you have like you know all of your schooling done you're doing great at work or whatever it may be you know like small things like this still do pop up and that doesn't mean it's a bad life it's just it might be a bad time but everybody kind of has that so Oh, facts. Yeah, that's just I was going to say, just to add to your whole resume ordeal, it's crazy. Um, we'll get into this later on in the podcast um, further down the line. But it's crazy how I've learned that even organizations, the whole screening process, like even the way you um, title your resume mm-hmm. file-wise is um, can be a detriment mm-hmm. or a benefit to whether or not you're um, they look over that stuff. So mm-hmm. for those who are going through that, make sure I've learned just to put your name. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the best thing. But yeah, to anyone who's going through that right now, just some tips and tricks from the B-School kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Gotta uh, love yeah, them. how's the how's the room coming along? Oh, well, the room is kind of like, I mean, it's in a place that I do really like it to be. It's very clean, um, decluttered. Mm -hmm. I actually spent the last week um, completely revamping my wardrobe in a sense of organization, mm -hmm. refolded all of my clothes that I just like lazily tossed in there. I took my laundry basket out of my closet and actually put it in my room and it's been a lifesaver because mm -hmm. um, for those of you who've never been inside my room, which is a, a lot of you, I would say, but it's a very, very small room. So I really have to make use of the space that I have and using that space in a way that makes sense, is both practical mm -hmm. and doesn't um, make it seem cluttered. Uh, so, um, got a lot of cool colors going on. Well, cool, not cool toned, but cool, uh, in the verb way. And it's very, um, or adjective way, I should say. Um, we have a lot of gray, white, uh, little, it's predominantly gray and white with splashes of yellow to kind of bring the room some color. So it doesn't look like it's just washed out by, um, warm toned sort of, uh monotone colors if that makes sense mm -hmm. um a lot of cork going on i don't know if i did that on purpose or by accident but i have a cork board i have a cork desk pad and i have cork uh coasters in my room um uh, life hack number one buy some coasters if you have wood furniture because they will uh save your furniture from being completely uh ass backwards bass backwards so yeah, that's that, that's my take on the room, though. But uh, without uh, without further ado, Ty, shall we get, get into <laughs> shall, it? But yeah, since we got in our little our little sesh. Um, hey, uh, we always have to have a catch up sesh. Oh, of course, because um, there's certain things on the podcast that we do want to bring up that we don't really have mm. on the day to day conversation. So that's usually kind of if you didn't catch a feel now, that's usually mm -hmm. how that goes. But um so in regards to hookups, do you have any sort of like initial thoughts on generally like what that word means to you? Um, or in general, like what does it entail for you? What are some like free associating thoughts? So like hookups, uh, what first comes to mind? Um, you know, flings, whether that be just... Uh obviously sexual hookups are a thing um dating flings are something that comes to mind um mm. oh uh you know temporary entanglements oh <laughs> might be a good one <laughs> little, little situationship moment sometimes yeah exactly exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, see, that's an interesting question because hookups generally are pretty vague in what people coin it as. You can ask mm -hmm. like one person to another, they'll give you like the general answer of just like, oh yeah, friends with benefits, one night stands, whatever that may entail. Um, yeah. but generally with hookups, oh, wait, you know what? There's actually, this is just like an off topic question. Well, not really off topic, but, um, you remember when people used to like refer to like stages of a relationship and how they got physical through bases, you remember like first base? Yes, 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 like, yes, yes. Is that like outdated now? Do people even I say that so. anymore? <laughs> I, I, I haven't heard that in a while. That's why you said, I said, all right. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was, um, I was, I, I don't know why that came to mind, but that was like a mm -hmm. very sort of like middle school, like some in some respects high school way of saying things like oh yeah i got to second base and it's just like oh 
what throwback like Kesha playing Listen, in the background <laughs> unless you knocking it out of the park with a home run we ain't got nothing to talk about uh-huh, baby uh-huh uh-huh but uh so in regards to hookups mm-hmm. um do what's your relationship with this idea of what you perceive as hookups or is that too much of a heavy question at first no hey that's the tea y'all don't listen but y'all don't listen today Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um in regards to hookups i believe we live in a hypersexualized culture as it is um so it's not really a taboo it's not really like a topic we should stray away from um i definitely think a healthy dialogue can come out of this um personally i think with hookups um, I've definitely had my fair share in the early stages of my young adulthood. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by that, it was definitely not a Costco sample, free-for-all sort of ordeal. Um, more so just like a typical like friends with benefits sort mm-hmm. of ordeal with one person for um, a certain amount of years and then took a break and then rekindled it with that friends with benefits. Mm. But other than that, I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of... I put one all my eggs in one basket in terms of the hookup thing. Okay. Just because I don't want to, you know, I can't be I can't be community service out here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I was like, y'all can't say y'all had a taste. Oh, for real? Yeah, can't be going spread eagle for just about anybody. You know what I mean? Exactly. But, what about you? Um, in regards to hooking up, like friends with benefits and stuff like that. Ah, you know what it's very interesting i have a complicated relationship with hookups um Mm. it's it's a two-parter so bear with me so there's two situations that hookups uh hookups present themselves to me Mm -hmm. um and parents if you're if you're listening to this sorry but this is just the tea but (laughs) (laughs) we we grow now baby (laughs) we grow now baby but okay so the first one uh uh, the first one is your classic sort of um, lustful eyes moment where mm. you're just like, damn, I'd like to have a piece of that cake, right? Uh-huh. Have my cake and eat it too, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know exactly what we are saying. So we have our first, like, uh, this isn't even like a friends with benefits. So mm. this is truly like, beautiful stranger, I see you. And there is, like, enough chemistry that I can maybe convince myself to sleep with you. But you're, like, damn gorgeous, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's usually followed by, okay, like, you know... We had uh, we had a little bit of the ding ting ting whatever you want to call it right, uh, so we had that and then um, it end and then just the feelings strangely evaporate like some would argue in the matter of seconds, um, mm. and these situations are particularly bad for me, in a sense that um. I usually have this romantic aura to myself, which I think kind mm-hmm. of uh, suggests to the other person that I'm kind of a little bit more into it than just a hookup, which is a fault on my end. But then I get into these entanglements where I just kind of, uh, this is where bad Julia red flags come out. But I do I result to ghosting sometimes? Absolutely. And it's happened before, and I've had some horrible run-ins with people I've done that to before, and uh, it's not interesting. So so Julia generally just stays away from hookups unless mm. part two comes in where it's like, okay, you're actually 
decent, like a decent human being. You're good looking. Mm. And I actually vibe with you outside of the bedroom or wherever it might be. And then it turns into like a situation, friends with benefits type thing. And this is great for a certain period. I would say like maybe like one to four, five-ish months. And then afterwards, you know, you kind of do want to ask the question like, hey, like, what are we? Because we still fucking like whatever, like what's going on? Um, But then uh, I actually end end up not doing that because... Oh, I don't know, for probably like for different reasons, but uh, it's usually a different reason every time. But the situationship is just kind of like taxing on my energy. And I tend to think about that person quite a lot. Um, But uh, here, wait. What were you saying? So it was, um, well, it was, okay, so with the friends with benefits kind of type deal. So after like a four or five month period, I'm just like, mm-hmm. you know, you start asking the questions like, oh, what are we? But I never truly like bother to ask that question because it's like, well, you know, four or five months down the line, you kind of get like a little little vibe. You pass it, it, whether you pass or not pass the vibe check of it being something more. So I just kind of don't bother with it. But that thought still sits with me because it's kind of a, it's kind of a drug for me. I love this sort of like infatuation-y type sort of uh, thing um, that I have, kind of like this torment type feeling of like, Mm -hmm. ooh, lustful longing, like whatever, like what are we? There's like some, I have this like weird, like like perverted, like sort of relationship with it. Perverted not in like a truly perverted way, but just in a way that's Mm -hmm. just... I would say some would some would call unhealthy, but I generally like I don't know. I have a good time with it. Music sounds better during these times. Music means more. So I'm I and then, you know, the emotions kind of come out, the raw emotions, emotions that usually mm-hmm. just don't come about with me. But yeah, that's kind of the deal. But there's like those are the two situations that I would really okay. present itself in. But yeah, that's the tea. We love that. We love that. In a, in certain respects, in certain respects, I would say so. Some sometimes hookup culture can really be destroying for me, um, mm. but um, I find that you and I specifically, I don't know if I can say for certain people, but we are truly like selective in who we decide to like, quote unquote, like hook up with. You feel me? Yeah, I think that just comes with growing up and maturing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I feel like as you get older, you start to um, want more out of everything that you do in life, especially in such a vulnerable position. Um, so even with hookup culture, I feel like people fail to realize like you know you are exchanging energy in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And you know when you're being vulnerable, with someone in this state of being sexual, um, it becomes troubling because you're like, does this person really? Do it like you said. Do they pass the vibe check? Also, am I comfortable expressing the side of myself and trusting you with this, you know, sacred part of myself? So I think that's a really big thing as well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. But um, the way that to kind of uh take it back a little bit in terms of mm-hmm. you know less of like a personal experience, or maybe you might tie a personal experience to this. But mm-hmm. in regards to other like you know the whole societal outlook on hookup culture Mm. so some would say you know like cross-culturally speaking in america things tend to be a little bit more like sexually promiscuous specifically 
Um, or at least that's the sort of, um, that's the sort of vibe I've been getting, um, you know, across like, you know, me just traveling around. Although I would say like, <laughs> nah, Europe is kind of on the same par with here, but, um, but, uh, certain, um, certain cultures, like, uh, some that tend to be a little bit more conservative, even certain religions and stuff like that, um, tend to view like this sort of, um, hooking up culture as something that's very detrimental um, for various reasons, for different reasons, you know, some of them just being, uh, you know, something that's generally like not following religious principles, something that is tearing uh, like a moral fabric of like an established society, um, societal norms that have been sort of ingrained through generations uh, hooking up is something that's generally viewed negatively. So that also comes with problems like, say, for example, like slut shaming or, you mm. know, things having to do with kink shaming or whatever, <laughs> whatever under the under the umbrella of whatever hooking uh, hookup culture kind of goes with. So what are your thoughts on I guess what I'm trying to say here, I just wanted to give some background. But what are your thoughts yeah. on generally just like hookup culture in general and how it's viewed in society and how do you think we should approach looking at hookup culture you know honestly i honestly think hookup culture has is more beneficial than detrimental um the reason why i say that is because it sort of takes away the shame that comes along with you know um just being promiscuous mm -hmm. um so i think it's become a point where sexuality is becoming more progressive and normalized in our society um just because this is a part of us that we shouldn't suppress um you know exploring your sexual identity and in a positive way can actually be more beneficial than detrimental to us as a whole um i feel like there's nothing wrong as long as you are safe in your practice i feel like exploring that realm of yourself is it's beneficial and you honestly get to understand what you like, what you dislike. And honestly, it also shows you, um, I don't know. I feel like it's, it helps you stay in tune with reality. And the reason why I say that is cause you know, I feel like a lot of people go off of these gimmicks via social media or these ROM sitcoms or rom-coms with, mm -hmm. uh, television, um, and cinema. So I feel like hookup culture actually can do, Bet like more good than harm overall. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And um, what do you? How do you think about it? Uh, you know what? I'm kind of split fifty fifty. Um, and mm -hmm. all the points that you brought up, I totally, completely agree with. However, I do think there's a certain contention to, uh, like a negative, uh light on interpersonal uh interpersonal communication and interpersonal uh activities um so to mm. speak that we haven't seen in previous generations before so like mm. right now you have your apps like tinder grinder bumble uh whatever whatever other ones there may be i'm not super well versed in this stuff but um 
things like this, the sort of like constant going up towards like sex, like, you know, having pretty much like sex on demand, you know, it's, yeah. it's used to be, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, I go on to certain websites and that used to only be um, uh, that sort of like hookup thing used to only be on certain website where it was just like, oh, hot MILF in your area, 0.3 <laughs> miles away. And that's kind of where that shit was concentrated for like a really mm. fat while. But now it seems as though that's easily, um, that's way more easily, uh, what do you call it, uh, accessible nowadays. Um, yeah. But it's just put under a prettier picture. Um, on top of that, with hookup culture, I think disproportionately, um, hookup culture tends to beam a negative light on women and other minorities mm -hmm. um, because uh, typically what comes about with like hookup culture is that a guy is usually praised, for example, like a straight male oh, is usually praised it. for a body count, for example, or like, mm. oh, I had this three way, I had this like whatever or whatever it is. And then like, you know, usually met with like, <laughs> just metaphorically speaking here, like with a high five with like a something like, yeah, at a yep. boy dude or something like that girl does the same thing or say for example any other person that's literally not a straight male and mm -hmm. you're met with um you're met with something you know particularly negative said about you you know whether it's like slut hoe tramp prostitute like you know um and yeah. everything under the sun just coming from like a woman's perspective uh but the hookup culture and hookup sort of thing still is very stigmatized um I agree. and i think that stigma is going to stick around for a very 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 long time um just as long as these like uh societal norms aren't going to be broken down and on top mm. of that i think folks who don't really or at least another reason i think hookup culture is particularly detrimental is because hookup culture specifically i feel like um, because it's been so blown up and uh, and romanticized by society, um, I think it's making a lot of people who don't necessarily subscribe to that sort of um, subscribe to that sort of lifestyle to be as um, to feel almost like isolated from you know the romantic experience and what it means to be you know a young adult in the dating world. And, you know, people might feel like they have to, you know, succumb to certain standards, succumb to certain behaviors just to get what their initial plan is. is you know, at the end of the day, people just like, I think, in some ways, a little like everything that everybody really does is just to be loved just a little bit more by other people. And yeah. that's that's not like a self-confidence thing. That's not like a low confidence thing. I think that's just generally like what human nature is. But that's that's kind of my two cents on it. I actually agree. And I have similar sentiments. Um, I think, you know, um, just for the fact that we are becoming more progressive, I feel like we've omitted such more so of this sort of hookup regret. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like people's expectations of the relationship may differ from others. And they're just evaluating the scenario based on what it is. Um, so that's why I say hookup culture can be a good thing. And I'm I'm thankful that, you know, a lot of... Um... Sorry, I just got a text. Uh, <laughs> uh, my bad, I got guys. two phones. <laughs> I was like, hold up. No, the, the context of the text, I said, oh? 
<laughs> um, but no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, um, I think hookup culture also coincides with um, better mental health um, if it's used practice in a good way. Um, And I mean that I don't, I'm very anti hooking up with strangers. However, I feel like hooking up with people that you're actually familiar with is not necessarily um, a bad thing if it's done in the right way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm not trying to put my foot in my mouth because at the end of the day, hookups are hookups. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, whatever floats your boat. But I feel like there are a variety of mental health factors that have contributed to a better hookup culture overall. Mm-hmm. And I think that has to do with our upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, because like you mentioned in the beginning, you know, you have this whole idea of like religious upbringing and then, mm-hmm. you know, nature versus nurture and whatnot. So it's become very taboo to have this sort of conversation. Um, and then also you know, you have this sort of guilt of, oh, am I being actually righteous or am I living up to my morals and whatnot? And it's Mm -hmm. something within us biologically that we cannot, like, suppress Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whatsoever because that can lead to more detrimental factors than you actually think. A hundred percent. And to add on your your points that you made um, and – kind of going back to what I said before, how this Mm -hmm. hookup culture um, disproportionately um, addresses certain issues within certain communities. For example, like let's not, let's not kid ourselves like with hookup culture. I know this Mm -hmm. is like very, um, this might be, yeah. I mean, this is a fairly sensitive subject, but let's not forget the risks like involved with, uh, involved with sexually transmitted diseases. Right, Um, which disproportionately affect uh, certain minority groups in the United States. I know it's a really big problem also with, uh, you know, like particularly in Britain, for some example. I'm I'm not really sure why, but that seems to be kind of the shtick there, too. Let's not also, you know... um, it just the way that certain um, certain aspects of sex could be very uh, could be very um, unpleasant, so to speak, and dangerous, life threatening in some way, shape, or form. And this isn't like you know some sort of smear thing to like a smear campaign to be like, oh, never like hook up, but just you know, it's one of those. <laughs> it's could you imagine this? Like I just start pontificating on abstinence. <laughs> That's a, oh my god. None Julia has entered the building. <laughs> Dude, zero out of ten recommend. Yeah, no, for real. Um oh, it's never again. Mm, yeah, Ty, if you want to shed some light on this in a second. Yes. But uh let me just wrap up this uh this thought here and then we'll give you the stage. Um, in regards to, you know, these are very real issues, ones that I think um, certain people just like don't necessarily think through completely. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm a victim to this, like, you know, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, a I, I'm a victim to, to the heat of the moment and passion mm-hmm. and like whatever it may be, you know, certain kinks come up and you just like can't really say no. But, exactly. you know, um, so it's one of those things that I would absolutely uh, just keep in mind because 
they are for sure real. You can't really run from them. Like we've all had like (laughs) to a certain extent, maybe like an STI, STD scare at some point or whatever scare it might be in the end, you know, because these are very real issues, honestly. And there's lots of people I know most of my friends get tested after um, after situations like this. And so uh, this is a. that's a that's a good habit to keep up. So um, don't be silly. Wrap your willy. Get tested, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, yeah. Ty, do you want to shed some light on abstinence for a second? Yes, um, and I'll even throw in my own story. Um, so I even I think abstinence is a healthy practice, um, and I think it comes down to self worth and not even self worth. Uh, let me retract that statement. I think it comes down to more so like just growth, inner growth. Um, a lot of people do it for various reasons. Some people just want to take a break from hookup culture. Some people just want to work on themselves or whatever season you are in in life. Um, I personally contributed to, contributed to abstinence myself at one point, and that lasted for up to three years. Mm. Um, it was a very positive thing that I thought it was like something to applaud myself for. Um, it helped me realize what I wanted, what I didn't want, helped me have a better relationship sexually within myself. Um, I think that's very important. It's not something to shy away from. Um, and I'm glad we are open enough to have this sort of dialogue. But I feel like it's very, it's a very positive thing to do. Um, however, it does have its side effects like all things. Um, I feel like I did it for not only religious purposes, but I felt immoral engaging in sexual activity mm-hmm. and then i had to stop myself i'm like wait i'm grown and if i feel as though i need to have my needs met i can fulfill those needs as long as i'm doing it safely mm-hmm. um and that to me i'm glad you're talking about you know these sti scares and whatnot because i feel like people shy away from that too mm-hmm. um get tested no mm-hmm. matter if you're in a season of abstinence or in a season of hookup flings, get tested at all times. Knowing your status is very important. Mm-hmm. Not only are you keeping yourself safe, but you're keeping others safe. And I feel like that's what people are scared to talk about. Mm-hmm. Because when you are in the heat of the moment and mm-hmm. you're just like, you know what, I want to get mine. People fail to think like, you wait, hold on, when's the last time you've been tested? Mm-hmm how confident that you are negative in xyz and whatnot um so yeah i i think abstinence has its benefits but at the same time as grown adults now i feel like it's not something people have to do as long as they're safe if that makes sense Yes, yes. And um, let's not forget, yeah, as you mentioned, the psychological, like the positive psychological effects of abstinence, especially Mm -hmm. in a culture that's, I would say, predominantly, you know, overrun by, you know, a pressure to hook up, a pressure to, you know, do this and that. Um, Clear, like it clears a certain headspace, um, Mm -hmm. kind of realigns you with yourself, um, and you can explore yourself. Uh, sexually like on your own see what you like see what you don't like um, reevaluate your relationship with sex in whatever yes. aspect that may be whether it be in close relationships what it was like what it was during hookups and stuff like that um, because uh, you know at the end of the day this is also another big and crucial form of self-love one that I think yes. is frequently um, 
the information on is misguided. It's um, it's a little bit taboo. Not too many people mm-hmm. like to talk about it, but it's absolutely important. And um, I can't really stress that enough, especially those having like, you know, who've dealt with, say, for example, like some sort of uh, sexual trauma or yeah. um, dealt with, you know, um, just situations where they were uncomfortable or they felt like they were being coaxed into a situation, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and this goes, you know, for every type of sexual relationship, like that goes without saying too, you know, this isn't just exclusive to like heterosexuality or something mm-hmm. like that, you know, um, sexuality in general is just such a dynamic thing for a lot of, um, for a lot of folks and, exploring certain aspects of that and really getting to know um kind of like you know what your yum is without the externalities of what the world is trying to pressure you into um to think a certain way to act a certain way is incredibly incredibly important you know and it's important that you uh, mentioned that because i feel like due to the fact that we live in a hypersexualized culture oftentimes we rely on external sources to make us feel better about ourselves mm-hmm. um and that kind of leads to our own downfall mm-hmm. um when you're looking at hookup culture one of the other reasons why i chose to be abstinent is because i didn't realize the mental effects that it had on me mm-hmm. um when you are engaging in mindless hookups you're think you're forgetting that you know this person only views you in this way mm-hmm. um you know in the moment you probably think like no i'm just getting mine and meeting my sexual needs but there is that after high of sex Mm -hmm. that a lot of people forget about. And that is where the turning point comes mentally, Mm -hmm. whether or not you genuinely feel good or not. Mm -hmm. Because you're looking at this person like, wait, do you like me for me or do you like me for my body? Mm -hmm. So going abstinent for me, that was a really key point because I was like, you know what? Now I feel comfortable within myself to not feel as though sexual activity will make me feel better or validate who I am as a person. Mm -hmm. Um, And moving forward, that that pretty much um fostered a more sexual better sexual relationship that i had with myself um and that moving forward i can have with others when i choose to go down that road and trust people with that um, Mm -hmm. realm of life Mm -hmm. um absolutely i was was gonna ask you something but i don't know but but yeah um just to go back on what you were saying yeah at the end of the day no one really likes feeling like an object Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, as much as I would say, like, you know, people go in, you know, to hook up just to like get that physical sexual mm-hmm. gratification, you know, um, even at the end of the day, like you do want to feel like a person you do mm-hmm. want to feel like, OK, you know, and it there doesn't even have to be like, let's like say, for example, like there doesn't have to be a, rom- a romantic connection there. It doesn't have to be like a connection whatsoever. But you do yeah. want to feel like a person at the end of the day, not an object, exactly. not exactly. just like a sack of just like connectionless emotion you know there's no sort of vibe so um uh sex in general is just linked to emotions trust curiosity and Mm self-awareness um and i think to a certain extent if you do want to keep those like aspects values of yourself like to a certain extent like intact make sure you know what you're getting yourself into kind of what's on the line personally for yourself um but this uh yeah and this is um you know and depending on if you're a man if you're a woman uh these things also have different sort of complicated mixes of psychology conditioning biology 
Um, you know, those are things like you shouldn't think about every single time you have sex, you know, like, oh, how's my social conditioning and biology have to say about this? Mm -hmm. But um, something to keep in mind, I think, uh, in terms of, again, just knowing yourself in situations like this, I think is quintessential. No, I think it's very important because, you know, you think about mainstream media, everything is geared towards sex and it alters the perception of yourself in various ways that people don't even realize. Um, mm-hmm. So once again, just to reiterate that, it's just, you know, d- um, developing a healthy relationship with yourself in all aspects of life, especially sex, mm-hmm. um, is honestly the b- most powerful and liberating thing you can do for yourself. Because um, this whole saturation of hookup culture be- can become consuming in various mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. What else did you want to talk about in terms of hookup culture? Uh, in terms of hookup culture, well, I think generally speaking, the topic of sex in society would mm-hmm. be an excellent thing to go off of. Um, you know, mm. uh, less talking about just like, you know, hookups and stuff like that, but yeah. uh, sexualization within our uh culture uh, social uh, landscape that we see ourselves in something like oh i don't know um you did mention uh ty read this interesting article about pornography Oh, yeah. And porn is something that I would absolutely <laughs> love to talk about for a fat moment. But yes. Ty, could you shed some light on this article that you read? Okay. If you have it yes. pulled up or something. No, um, so basically it's kind of like a series of events sort of ordeal. Um, essentially, I was on, I forget which app I was on, but it had to do with the abuse of pornography. Okay, no, th- what was it? Okay, it was TikTok. It was the National Enquirer, and they no, said Princess <laughs> Diana had a what? <laughs> no, I was, that's so funny. I was on TikTok, and you know, there's like the For You page um, based on like your algorithm and whatnot. And it had, like, I was on like, you know, um, this guy was talking about, because I have like a mix between like religion tiktok and then i have a mix between like gay tiktok and then i have a mix between like various other realms Mm -hmm. of tiktok but this one religious post came up and it was talking about um the detrimental effects of pornography um and basically becoming a slave to it and then also the mental effects that it has on you that you don't even realize um that being you know only having a sexual relationship with yourself if pornography is involved mm-hmm. um and then i kind of was intrigued by that because you know i challenge a lot of religious aspects now that i'm older so mm-hmm. i was like you know what well, let me research this for myself mm-hmm. and you know reading through articles um i've learned that this definitely has more of an effect on men than women um mm-hmm. and the reason being is because a lot in terms of the physicality of it um <laughs> men can increase their erectile dysfunction oh from shit. it because they need that external factor source of pornography to get hard mm-hmm. so when you're not in tune with your own self and what actually turns you on um in an individual aspect you're relying on an external source to promote that sense of mm-hmm. you know erosion so i've learned that um, and it's honestly, and this is not to critique anyone because let's be real, who doesn't watch porn? Um, I've just learned like all things when you're abusing something, um, that's when it becomes, takes a toll on you. 
Mm-hmm. So I think just having a healthier practice with porn, like taking breaks between it, um, cleansing your mind, and then sometimes stimulating sexual activity within yourself, just have it be like a solo session. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it kind of contributes to the idea of like too much of anything is bad for you. So that's where I got from the articles as a whole. Um, and women, I've learned that women are more in tune with themselves sexually than men are. Mm. Because, you know, men, you know, they think what they hit, if you know what I'm saying. Men's sexuality Uh, is closer to basic plumbing, I would say. Exactly. And, you know, so, and I've learned that women essentially, because they have um, a better mindset of sex overall, they're able to please themselves a lot better than men are. And that's probably why, no shade, these men can't get the job done, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, (laughs) Didn't have um, to like, at me like that. <laughs> no, it's true. And I feel like that's why oftentimes men probably can't make women finish because they're so out of tune with themselves. Maybe they don't even know how to be in tune with others in this realm. Mm. But yeah, that's kind of what I gathered from like all these various articles that I was looking up. Um, Very interesting. But what's your tea on it? Well, see, because I remember you were talking about this article, and so they brought the issue up of, um, of like, okay, so like, how do you suggest like we get the stimulation that we want that we usually get from pornography, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the ways I think you mentioned was music, right? Yes. Well, to so exactly, <laughs> but here's the thing: I think mm-hmm. of this as like. I mean, apples and oranges, and I don't know if I'm using that term correctly, but they're kind of the same thing, but just on different yes. sensory inputs. So I was confused. Like, okay, so I get this whole like visual aspect. Like, you could be mm-hmm. like jerking off to like a woman with tits three times like her body size. Mm-hmm. But with music, for example, you ha- you also like do you stimulate parts of your brain that could evoke like maybe not to the extent that pornography does, but um, stimulate certain parts of your brain that still like, you know, have a certain effect on, you know, if you're able to climax, how you're able to climax, how fast you're able to climax, like whatever it is, right? So like, I don't understand how one is more acceptable than the other. Cause like you think about the music of today and something that uh, you would, uh, you would masturbate to. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I feel like it could just it could get the job done just as just as good as pornography in a lot of ways, especially just like with like the sexual promiscuity in music today, which I actually really, really like. I happen to enjoy. No, let me be very clear. Um, I agree with everything you're saying in this moment mm -hmm. Um, to just for viewer purposes, our listener purposes, I should say. Um, with the aspect of the solo session, essentially you're omitting all of those things. Um, a lot of articles that I came across were saying like, you know, when the motions are running and, you know, the wheels are turning, if you know what I mean, Mm. um, you pretty much displease yourself. They said like setting the mood helps, but you know, when you're on that high and you're just ready to get off, Mm -hmm. just having that sexual session with yourself. Um, allows for better um, pleasure overall. Mm-hmm. But I am here for it. I don't think there's anything wrong with pornography. Um, I think, you know, it's a huge factor in our society. But I want to let you continue. I, I'm, I apologize for cutting you off. Oh, no, but, do not apologize. Um, uh, I've been for I, a podcast. 
you know, that's what we are talking this about. This is what we are saying. Um, but yeah, no, I think as long as you have a healthy relationship with pornography, I know there are people who are sex addicts and, you know, addicted to this whole thing. But I feel like the whole thing is just having a balance. Um, so I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I much rather someone get off to pornography than be doing other shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, like, that having to do with, yeah, say, for example, with pornography, as you sort of, like, yeah, as you alluded to, um, just with the fact that people are on call to, like, fuck all the damn time. If you really, really want yes. to find somebody to fuck, you can absolutely do it. Um, exactly. So if you're going to be replacing that with pornography, I mean you're kind of saving yourself from potential like STDs, STIs, um, the emotional attachment to it. But I could also see the detriments of pornography in a sense that, again, the sort of like unrealistic, uh, uh, almost like Hollywood production type situation where it doesn't really portray the true raw mm-hmm. essence of just like having a sexual encounter with another person. Yes. Um, yes. So I can All I can mm, I can see how that would that could be the demise of of certain sexual relationships or at least a healthy um, relationship mm-hmm. with uh, with pornography and then also like real life porn and a lot of um, a lot of authors even ones that like don't actually discuss. Uh, this topic like in depth specifically but they warned about the issues regarding this um, specifically with like virtual Mm -hmm. reality pornography right Um, this furthers a person's like isolation because like technically like you know you slap on a little VR headset pop on like a (laughs) chick who's about to be like you know I don't know ginger with a J on all fours right or whatever whatever you're into and it could definitely replace like a sexual relationship like with another person but um i wish i had more signs to back up like you know how that is psychologically on a person over a long period of time if you're just like really technically just having like sex with yourself if you think about it um but it's an interesting little axiom to dive into in regards to that and a lot of authors and i know if any of you have read david foster wallace's i don't can't remember if it was considered the lobster uh it was like a collection of essays and one of them he went to like a porn expo mm-hmm. a pornography expo where he was talking about like you know this exact topic that we're talking about the sort of like you know virtual reality type porn situations um some possible demises of it mm-hmm. um and interesting interesting little axiom to talk about in terms no. of this I agree with a lot of things you're saying. I think a lot of people, if they want to know more of the detrimental effects of it, just to be aware of it. Um, the reason being that it's also detrimental is because it also um, contributes to, you know, lower self-esteem because you're constantly looking at people who are either are GMOs in the sense of fake bodies or, um, you know, just looking at people that probably don't fit realistic beauty standards whatsoever um and so you're looking at these people like damn why not why don't i look like that whatsoever and that also Mm -hmm. um contributes to you know a lack of self-confidence but also i've learned that there is this sort of um correlation between 
pornography in other aspects of your life. Some say like even a social uh, social balance. Mm-hmm. Um, and even more so financial as well, which I was really intrigued to find. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, with this whole idea of pornography is that you're constantly contributing to instant gratification within the moment. And it mm-hmm. kind of contributes to financial ties as well because your spending habits might um, play like a similar position. Mm-hmm. Or you're also mm-hmm. just contributing to instant gratification. Like, I have to have it. I have to have it. And relating that back to porn is that when you're in the mood, you're constantly like, I have to watch it. I have to watch it. I have to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's ruining your sexual experiences overall. Yeah, I feel like just like any... Um because exactly what you were describing like kind of almost like an addiction scenario if you think about it so Mm -hmm. you know can't have too much of a good thing same thing with like a it's like a classic economic concept of the law of diminishing returns exactly and i didn't realize like people like when i was reading these um articles how they were saying how it also affects your time management skills mm-hmm. because let's keep it real like after you you know play with yourself like the ukulele or fling that shit like guitar hero you're oh, tired wow. <laughs> i'm like you're tired so i get how it says like time management can be ruined from it as well mm-hmm. i mean things are happening at such a fast pace level in exactly. your brain and like these neurochemicals uh oxytocin like pleasure hormones and stuff like that mm-hmm. um similar effects i'd imagine like you know after withdrawal of those um mm-hmm. similar you know withdrawal effects of like drugs anything having to do with like increased levels of dopamine and then all of a sudden falling like how are you going to supplement that because if they're constantly like at a particular state you know yeah um so interesting. don't you think like some i want to get into more of this topic but don't you think like some so scenes of pornography just really when after you're done you were like what the fuck did i just watch yeah yeah no i immediately <laughs> like, yeah i literally just like i'm done like i freaking climax and it's like oh that was great i look back at the screen and i'm like <laughs> i know jesus I christ and you know like wash like, my body <laughs> for real no because i'm like i'm glad we can get um comical relief into this but i feel as though Sometimes certain scenes, I'm like, y'all really film this shit, or even like the captions for the shit, like you know, I just so yo man, bitch. I'm like, y'all get off to this, like what? I know, right? I mean, we're not here to kink shame anybody because, like, yeah. uh, I've I've watched my, uh, I've like watched my fair share of like smut. I would probably never utter even no. to my closest friends. <laughs> no. Goddamn. <laughs> but, but um, afterwards, I'm like, Jesus Christ. And then like sometimes, like I don't know if you're ever on like. Pornhub or like whatever it is you scroll down to the comments and it's the funniest thing ever like there's uh-huh. there's such a strange mix of comments it's <laughs> just like you know you get those like you get your ultra horny type person just like yeah oh my god like who is she like trying to ask like the porn star's yes. name or here whoever and then like there's like some like rando that's just like this happened to my buddy eric and i was just like okay <laughs> <laughs> dude no it kills me because like honestly i think no what kills me is a caption especially for amateur porn i'm like bitch what <laughs> like yeah. i'm like um man this is a wendy's okay <laughs> but you know what i have um uh, speaking on behalf of uh just in terms of like sexual body positivity etc etc mm. thank god for amateur porn Yes. Thank God for Thank amateur God. porn. I'm not going to lie. Well, we shouldn't bring God into this. He's looking at us like, oh, really? Oh, uh, you know what? I mean, the old, the old man can look at me all he wants. He already, he already, my dad already has established that he has abandoned me. So. <laughs> but um, the, um, 
but yeah, thank God for amateur porn. I've like, I've, when I spoke to my friends of like regarding this topic, like they kept on telling me like, you know, amateur mm. porn is typically like what they go to because, um, it's more they, realistic. It's realistic, and mm. um, the anatomy of the human body is more realistic because more often than mm. not, these like is super like. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't really call it high. I mean, it could be high class. They're probably making like tons of money, but um, I these like studio super, porn's played yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, like exactly, studio porn is played out, but it's that sort of like hyper, um, like stimulation mm. on multiple fronts that really sells it. You don't really get that with amateur porn um, because I know a lot of folks like, you know, uh, just kind of like try to emulate that sort Mm -hmm. of like pornographic experience um, and think that's what sex is supposed to look like. You know, even intimate sex, that is something that's a little bit more, you know, I would say a little bit more um, down to earth, lax, very true, real, raw, whatever it might be. and you know the girl or the guy isn't screaming their asses off this entire time you know saying all the words under the sun and freaking (laughs) you know sometimes you know that and then also having to do with insecurities regarding like um penis size or how your vagina is supposed to look like i know maybe it could be like tmi Mm -hmm. but this is like amateur porn really i think served a lot of people a lot of you know if you do go down and like you know pornography and like watch it uh it served a lot of i think good compared to its like studio pornography counterpart for a lot of reasons in my opinion but you know it's it's that's actually a really good point um i didn't yeah it's crazy because i feel like studio porn is so overrated just because of the simple fact, like you said, like, you know, these people, nine times out of ten are just walking GMOs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the perception of yourself may be altered because you're like, you know, why don't I look like that? But also, can we talk about, you know, there's never a right time for porn. And the reason why <laughs> I say this is because there's so much you have to do to prepare for this. Like, you got to make sure the Bluetooth is disconnected. <gasps> the oh volume. <laughs> like, the volume. You got to make sure the it room cue, is locked. Cue the, and cue the Pornhub <laughs> intro music. <laughs> yeah. Dude, literally. And then you got to make sure the fucking door is locked so no one busts in on your ass. Like, oh, my God. Jesus Christ. It's the amount so funny of, the amount. Right? The amount of stories I have, but I refuse to talk about it on this podcast. Exactly, if, I'm like, yo, it's a, uh, it's an interesting, interesting little, little relationship with, uh, with porn. But um, mm-hmm. in regards to like, you know, masturbation and like, uh, in some ways, like a self love type situation, um, mm-hmm. it's become very ritualistic in my life in a sense that uh, I don't. This is I'm spilling a lot of beans, but it hey, is. That's what they listen now. <laughs> that, yeah, they be listening now. Don't be sliding in my DMs though. <laughs> I will break your heart. I will. But <laughs> it is um, exactly. So it's um, it's one of those things that uh, again you have to de- like, as I would say, like develop a healthy relationship with it. I use it as a sleep aid 
more than I do anything else. Really? really. Uh-huh. Oh, it's a good de-stressor. No, percent. Oh, Sometimes it's like, you know, it's not even like pent-up sexual energy, but like that release mm. of like um, oxytocin and dopamine, it just does mm. wonders. Like even just like right before you like plop your little butt down to sleep. But mm-hmm. so it's a, uh, it's like, it, it, it serves its purposes in my life. I think that are not, not problematic, but you know, no, honestly, and I think, you know, we yearn for so many things in adulthood and just as in human nature as well. So, mm-hmm. um, being in tune with your sexuality is a big thing mm-hmm. and a big topic. A lot of society, like society strays away from. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, without sexuality, we would go mad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important that, you know, get it in where you can get it in, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. Know? You know, there's one thing, and, like, I, this might just be, like, being ignorant and stuff like that, but mm. I haven't, I, I was always, I don't know much about asexuality. Oh, my God, I remember you always saying that walking in class. I'm like, girl, what the hell is you talking about? Oh, yeah, my little phase. My asexuality phases are just phases where I just, I frequently, like, you know, and to this may be insensitive. I don't really know, but I I don't know any better. Educate me in the DMs. I don't care. Um, the uh, I used to have these phases where I'm just like, man, I'm on my, like, asexual wave where I just, like, there's, I, for, like, bouts of like bouts of time i just like don't have any sort of like sexual drive or like i don't do anything mm-hmm. it's not because like it's like a psychological um like i wouldn't say it's like this thing where i don't act i just don't actively like seek it out it's not like a mm-hmm. forefront in my life i don't think it ever really has been but um you know i don't knock it if i'm feeling it it's just it, 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 it really no i actually early. No, I'm glad you mentioned that because I feel like it's nice to have a like a season, not even a season, like you know, just a phase where you don't want anything mm-hmm. sexually because it's like a reset. Because then once that like sex drive kicks back up, like you have all this bent up tension, mm-hmm. and it feels good. <laughs> but also, what yeah. the thing I love about, I will say that I love about you know, on the pornography scene. Is that, you know, when you're in a season where you don't want jack shit from anyone and you're just truly focusing on yourself. Oh, fucking on yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Freudian slip. You know? Freudian psychoanalysis. (laughs) um, When you're truly, like, focusing on yourself, it's nice to be able to just please yourself and not have any emotional ties whatsoever. Um and I feel like that's really good for, like, you know, omitting, like, hookup guilt. Because you're like, you don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about someone else's emotions. You don't have to worry about <laughs> S- um, STD scares and whatnot. Um, so it's nice. You're literally just, like, you feel you're protecting yourself and, and you're protecting your emotions as well. Mm-hmm. So it's the best of both worlds. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. No, I know exactly what you're saying. It's kind of like an on-call little thing. You can just... Yes. Yeah, take care of yourself. You know, because you know that after nut clarity is real. <laughs> no, Let cla- me s- wait, no, it's clarity followed by shame and then clarity again. <laughs> <laughs> For real. It's really like, damn, I see things clearly now. I really wasn't <laughs> trying to go down that road. But then it's like, damn, who gonna clean me up? And then it's like, what? <laughs> I gotta go. 
goes, and then it goes from that to like, okay, but you know, this actually was relieving. <laughs> yeah, no, for real, exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Um, no, you know what? Uh, y'all don't listen, but y'all listening. <laughs> For real, dude. I'm like honestly, I'm glad I can have this conversation with you because I cannot stand people who stray away from topics like this. I'm like, girl, you are grown. Like, oh, shit's my bread and butter. I could talk about sex all day. I'm like, literally. I'm like, this is human nature. We are grown. Like, we are not in oh shit like yeah. middle school anymore. Like, we can have these conversations, and it's something that's healthy. <laughs> And you learn stuff from new people. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the who's gonna clean me up. What came to mind was mentally, like, what the hell am I looking at at the screen? Physically, just be like, damn, I made a fucking mess. And then third of all, that that browser history. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'd be looking at. I'm like, I just pray my parents don't go on that shit. Like. <laughs> They're like, you were looking at what? Like, I'm like, listen, bitch. You gotta be versatile in your view and history. Oh my god. Oh man. You know, it's cra- it's scary when the mind's rolling the shit you think about. You're like, oh, what the hell? Oh my god. I, there's been like, oh my god, there's been times where I literally like, you know, I was like super in the mood. Just like trying to like, you know, get mm-hmm. my little phone. I'm a, like, I'm on Pornhub. I'm like, I'm gonna treat myself today and then dude dead ass i've been going at it for like an hour and a half and i like i'm literally like desperately trying to scroll through videos to like get the job done oh, oh my god, god. And i was just like i'm trying like literally every single fucking category i'm like what the hell is going on and then nothing oh, and then you know what and you know what music actually saved me that night music did the job let me tell you something i'm glad you brought this up because i forgot about that the amount of time you are scrolling and your body's like bitch i'm ready to release uh-huh but you know that's what happens when you're a selective bitch you like you know i ain't gonna jack off to just anything <laughs> exactly <laughs> you try to make it like ceremonious it's like you try to like yeah. link up the climaxes and it's like oh bah, 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 and it's like oh Hell yeah. And you try to get it at perfect timing, but like, yeah, I can't say I'm proud of my browser history. Sometimes. No, literally, you know, edging yourself has its consequences because that's just like, okay, are we done now? Because it's like, at this point, it's becoming a full-time job and bitch, I'm ready to clock out. <laughs> exactly. Like at some point, it's like, this is fucking annoying. <laughs> I know. It's like, baby, they are no PTO for this. So I don't know what you <laughs> It's like, I'm you're like... not getting paid to work overtime. <laughs> I know. Dude, literally. And I think... <laughs> Dude, no, it's scary how you go from page one to page 107 and like yeah. literally the span of five minutes like I'm not about to release to just anything. Yeah, you know, you've hit wrong when like the the titles become like Cyrillic or like Chinese and it's like, oh, damn, I know. God, like, I, I really know, went like, far down the line, didn't I? So <laughs> for real. Oh, man, no, I agree. So Dude, yeah, because it's always it's hard to understand what mood you're in. Like, do I want that fashion? That's an, like that passionate <laughs> shit. But then you got to stop yourself like, yo, this ain't real sex. Like, bitches are getting paid to do this shit. Like, uh-huh. what am I doing? 100%. And that's when you pop on some of the weekend, maybe a little cigarettes after sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, get some get some music going. Sometimes that literally just does a job. Get in your little headspace. Imagine mm-hmm. a cool little scenario, whatever. The, that's the thing. You literally have porn on command in your head if you're creative enough. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. But I always recommend 
people take breaks throughout the week. I'm telling you, I'm just, you know, that shit is 10 times better after you taking a break. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah, it's the same the- <laughs> It's the same thing like with drugs. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's literally like, you know, you smoke weed every day for like a certain amount of time. Like your weed just doesn't do it for you. Exactly. But so the key to enjoying weed and pornography is to never do it. So that when you do do it, it's literally the most mind-blowing thing ever. <laughs> exactly, dude. No, literally. Take a couple of days off. That shit. Slaps. You know, you bust in like silly string. <laughs> <laughs> Don't listen, merch. <laughs> oh my god! Oh man, but that—that that is that's our tea. Do we have? Do we have anything more on like pornography? Because I do. Actually... Honestly, no. Hey, if you want to keep the ball running, go for it. You know what? I mean, I've kind of like exhausted my resources here. I think I've no like same. pretty much been. In... Yeah, I mean that's a good. Your your little one liner there was, I think, was a pretty good one to end it on. <laughs> You know what? The human capital can only go so far. Like No, no, that was that was top tier production you possibilities know, curve. You let are Let me tell you something. Y'all don't listen, but y'all gonna listen tonight. Nights. <laughs> Tonight's the night. Tonight's the night we become viral. <laughs> I know, I know. You know, I think I love that about our podcast. It's like we have this moment of, you know, we have that intellectual seriousness. In the first half, and then just comical relief at the end. Like, like it's kind of like that roller coaster, you know, that climax, if we will. Oh, uh, like, yeah. Yeah, someone at some point is just going to say some shit that either will propel us into stardom or get us canceled. We just never know. We exactly. like to roll the dice. We really like exactly. to roll the dice. Exactly. Um, hit it on shuffle, you reach that climax, and then bam, we're coming down, and then we wipe our browser history. So exactly after you wipe that nut, of course. <laughs> <laughs> get those, get that, get that towel ready. You feel me? I know. Uh, Listen, when you desperate, put that shit in the sock. We don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Like you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. You know. Exactly. There's so yeah. There's some things like you know some things that just don't don't leave the bedroom and shouldn't. <laughs> you know. You know that's true. Mhm. Mhm. So, spin some real facts here tonight. You know, uh, for those who do need help with the aftermath, you know, I don't know why I'm saying this on here, but do I give a shit? Pop no, off. I'm an open book. Pop off. Um, use use dryer sheets. Telling you that should clean up the mess. Wait, like dryer sheets. Like used dryer sheets or like no, like or? after no after your laundry's done in the dryer, those actually make a good tool for that. Fun fact. <laughs> No, because <laughs> let me tell you something. No, okay, let me tell you something. I've seen DIYs with dryer sheets with dusting off baseboards. So someone also is like, you know what else is good for? It's good for the aftermath. Telling you, because it actually, it will actually like dry up in there, and like you can just throw away, and it looks like nothing ever happened. All right, um, for anybody <laughs> watching. Um, five minute crafts and crafty panda <laughs> get on this immediately. <laughs> I'm telling you, literally, you don't have to worry about you know laundry. You don't have to worry about your sheets being ruined. Like I'm telling you, I'm guys. I'm sorry. I'm just imagining like us running like a five minute crafts video, but just like to like sex related cleanup. <laughs> 
listen, I'm telling you, we're trying to make your lives better here. Okay? Yeah, honestly. So, uh, yeah, I mean, some great takeaways, really. I mean, we're not done yet, but some great yeah. takeaways so far. Getting tested, you got some sex, uh, five-minute five crafts, and yeah, or life positivity hacks. Positivity is good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Little open books, but um, in uh, to kind of, I guess, like reel us back. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess like this would be sort of like our last topic to talk about because I feel like we kind of we dove into the two things that we wanted to talk about. So like hookup culture, pornography, mm-hmm. um, and all that uh, really fun stuff. <laughs> but um, in terms of uh, I'm, ha- I'm having an issue in regards to where I want to take this conversation. So I do want to talk about... Um, two things but we can either do one or the other i really don't care because one of them seems a little bit i think easier to talk about than the other ones but um and so one is tying back to pornography with like only fans oh the rise of this is yes so with the rise of only fans and only fans accounts and etc etc um but then i also do want to talk about just um any sort uh, we kind of already did talk about it in between like all of our little talks in regards to both Mm. like pornography and and hookup culture but like sexual health in terms of self in terms of just like how you perceive it to be but i feel like that was kind of already like intermingled with our conversations kind of intermixed yeah Yeah. so um what do you want to talk about with OnlyFans? Well, with OnlyFans, generally speaking, just like, uh, just talking about, it seems like OnlyFans kind of like came up out of nowhere. I feel like only um, I feel like OnlyFans. Um, it's been and around even for like, a while. It has, but not until recently has it become like pretty Shout mainstream. Out to Beyonce's one liner. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, no, I think you make a valid point. It's. Yeah, it's become the new norm, but I think it also contributes to... Pandemic? Yes, because I've noticed during the pandemic, people were just trying to meet ends meet, and they mm. capitalized off a of hypersexual culture, and I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason being, I especially noticed this in the gay community. Let me tell you something. You know, I love my alphabet mafia, but the LGBT <laughs> community, like any other community, it's very hypersexualized. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people will capitalize off that. And, you know, I'm very proud of them for doing that because that takes another layer of confidence. But also, I love when I hear that people make something with their lives from this platform. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy how, you know, there's actually documentaries on Hulu, if anyone's interested, but it shows you what people have done with their OnlyFans money. And it's so cool to see how they go. Maybe they did it just to do it or they did it um, due to meeting ends meet mm-hmm. and how they're doing way better now than, than they ever could. So I'm like, I'm here for it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. how, how do, you think, what okay. do you think about OnlyFans? Dope. I don't really have much an opinion on it. Um, unfortunately, I did get a few Instagram DMs asking when my OnlyFans is coming out. I remember that. Shit, dude. It's happened a few times. And I was just like, listen, if I ever create an OnlyFans, no, that one, something went terribly wrong. Um, and that's not shading anybody who does have an OnlyFans. It's just personally, like, it's just not for me. 
Um, mm-hmm. I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of limited edition. You feel me? But period. But yeah, um, that's just not for me. Uh, just personally, like my relationship with sex, I would say is like more so, and like just my body is like I would say more so like I would say intimate. Yeah, um, very to, to to put it, yeah, and um, yeah, like sacred's not. I mean, it's a good word. I personally like have never used it, but I would say uh, sex itself is sacred. But my body almost feels like it. It's its own sort of like entity of like intimacy um, mm-hmm. with myself and with another person. So yeah, yeah, I guess you could say sacred. Um, so I uh, I was just like, listen, there was I got a DM. I, it was one of those funny things where it's like I got a DM she's like so like when's your OnlyFans coming out and I was just like listen if I ever make an OnlyFans it's gonna be super clickbaity and then once you click mm-hmm. into my OnlyFans it's just gonna be me eating Fruit Loops <laughs> at a no, table literally. fully clothed maybe even in a non-costume and not the sexy one I have a full non-costume and it'll probably oh. be that <laughs> it'll be, and it'll be that I'll be eating Fruit Loops and I'm not re- I, I don't even like Fruit Loops so it'll be like pain no, porn I'm just dying because <laughs> literally if anyone's seen you in those done costumes you would understand what that did to me in the most comical <laughs> way like guys I was in tears mind you not too many people could bring me to tears so in that moment I was dead but <laughs> no I, I, I think you know <laughs> I feel like um, OnlyFans has, you know, definitely become the forefront. That's why I said studio porn is really dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but on top of that, I just think that, you know, why not, you know, yeah. capitalize off of something that's so normalized in our communities? Um, mm-hmm. I feel like sex is always going to be around. It has to be, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, why not? You know, mm-hmm. and I feel like a, I think it's become beneficial to sex workers, and I advocate for sex workers because I'm like, listen, if you jacking off to that shit, you obviously support sex work. So at the end of the day, it's here to stay. Um, and the reason why I say that is because um, if people are familiar with the business side of porn, a lot of studios don't pay porn people, um, porn stars, as much as you think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually kind of sad. Um, how much porn stars are paid and i've learned it's even worse in the heterosexual community as opposed to the gay community mm, mm, interesting. so yeah you know gay porn stars are paid more than straight porn stars so i'm like damn mm-hmm. so but even then it's not that far off so i feel like with only fans and like you know other platforms are designated for the sort of things they're actually helping um these people who are actually in this field of work Mm -hmm. um but you know i give my props to sex workers you know that takes a lot of confidence 100 percent, literally like straight up Mm -hmm. and not even confidence like there's certain aspects of the porn industry uh Mm -hmm. that um i've heard some stories okay so here ty this is gonna be like this is gonna knock your socks off i literally like i gagged when i heard this so there's this great documentary i think it's on amazon prime called generation wealth Mm-hmm. And generation. I think you were telling me about this. Yes. Uh, so generation wealth uh, kind of goes and follows the lives of like ultra ultra rich people and um, kind of the uh, development of 
the modern culture in mm-hmm. glorifying things like the ultra vices in our um, in our society. So like sex, money, um, materialistic things and stuff like that, and kind of exploring the excesses of the culture in a very like social anthropological way. It's a amazingly done uh amazingly done um movie and i actually saw its premiere in the warsaw film festival docs against gravity i think back in like 2019 if i believe and this was um there was this one in regards to like sex work so i don't remember way back when but charlie sheen had this like uh porn star like former playboy bunny girlfriend forgot exactly what her name was but she was like um she was specifically used in pornography because she had a teen look to her um she had a very like teen built body and Mm -hmm. they um they subjected her to like some of the weirdest like pornographic stunts like um i remember she told she told the story of how she had because like she was never on birth control or anything like that so she had Mm -hmm. like upwards towards like 18, 19 abortions and stuff like that. Um, on top of that, she, um, and like, you know, this wasn't, and this isn't like a thing in shaming against abortion or anything like that, but it was just one of those things that I think it had to do with something with, you know, like birth control, like altering like her body shape and like, she wouldn't like maintain the body shape that she was supposed to, um, like, as per her contract or something like that so that on top of that and this is going to get like super graphic but this is this thing that like really like just kind of ah just the things that they have to deal with so she was um she was filming a she had to film a hundred dude bukkake i know you a hundred okay so a hundred dudes okay a hundred dudes and guess what she said after that she contracted salmonella I'm sorry for laughing, but that is literally the part. And it, this was all in the documentary. So if you want to actually check it out, this like it was oh, insane. Oh my yeah. god! Mm-hmm. But what's unfortunate about that whole entire situation is that after she left the porn industry, like she dealt with some like crazy. Um, she had to deal with some like really detrimental. Um, detrimental like psychological effects of like what the porn industry has like done to her and like the negative sort of side effects from being in that industry for a long time which didn't treat it's like like you know employees like porn stars very well no it's just like that's why i'm saying studio porn is dead because the behind the scenes stories that you hear it's disgusting Mm -hmm. like casting directors disgusting also, there's other layers of it that may contribute to human sex trafficking. Like, it's mm-hmm. bad. So, I see why mm-hmm. amateur porn has become the new norm. Because it's it seems more protective in the sense of, you know, these individuals um, overall. Um, and it's more realistic for the viewers as well. Mm-hmm. So. I will say yeah. I I don't know what the what the regulations are like with um one thing about studio porn I would say is they probably do vet their like processes in terms of like age and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um because I think one of my growing concerns that like what say for example like with OnlyFans or some sort of like form of amateur porn is just um it's just some of the dangers of say for example like uh subjecting like certain people without their consent um of being like for example underage or whether it was like a non consensual thing like you know despite Mm. them being adults like that's one thing that I think there would be in I think that there's a sort of like 
uh, issue with the amateur porn industry and stuff like OnlyFans, yeah. for example. But those are again, those are extremes, and I'm sure they do exist. But it's something that um, it's something that I think maybe should be pushed more towards, like you know, the safety of um, of the um, safety of the youth and just like safety of mm. people in general in situations like this. Cause in a society that's commodified like sexuality to a certain extent, like I can't imagine that there's like only good apples out there that are trying to capitalize in a very ethical way, mm-hmm. you know, but that's kind of a, that's kind of a, a tough note to end on, but yeah. And, you know, overall, I feel like we should wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I feel like having a healthy relationship with yourself sexually manifests, you know, better sexual relationships moving forward. Um, hookup culture can be both beneficial and detrimental depending on how you use it, like all things. Um, but honestly, y'all, being in tune with this part of yourself is nothing to be ashamed of. Having conversations with sex with family members or even friends um, that you're comfortable with, I would say, is a healthy thing to do as well. Um, you know, a lot oftentimes I feel like just our upbringing, it's something that's suppressed and it's something you have to learn on your own. But I feel like conversations should be had to um, better foster the things that you'll um, adopt into your own lives. Um, but overall, I don't know. This was pretty fun. This mm-hmm. was an interesting topic. You know, I'm glad we were comfortable to even have this conversation. Um, most people would probably run away from this topic. Mm-hmm. But hey, I'm here for it. Some of y'all listen. Case in yes. point. Case in point. And also, uh, I do have to agree with Ty. Yes, mm-hmm. all the things that he said, I do thoroughly agree with. Um, but to uh, to sort of wrap the podcast episode in a tiny little beautiful bow, um, I do mm-hmm. want to thank all of our viewers because we have hit 50 downloads on the podcast and counting. That is what we are talking about. So we're talking about milestones. So 50 of you listen so we appreciate it as always and um and so we're very very happy to have you guys as our supporters always Mm -hmm. and um we couldn't have um gotten through the sort of topics that we've gone through if it wasn't for you guys um we um love hearing all the feedback from all Mm -hmm. of our episodes and your support um you know some parts of like the the episode that you thought were funny we absolutely love hearing those so um on top of that if any of you guys obviously like if you have any topics you would like to cover um Mm. and talk about we'd be more than happy to have you on the podcast uh we do have a few people lined up for a few topics but um the nature of this podcast is very sort of on call so by the Mm. time we get something coordinated with another person it's kind of uh (laughs) it takes it takes longer than just say for example ty and i hopping on the microphone as we did today uh so um take yeah so i would um if you do want to plan on coming onto the podcast just let either ty or i know in advance and Mm -hmm. then we'll probably get going a week or so after you initially hit us up or two weeks depending on um depending on the uh content depending on whatever the timing is schedule wise etc etc so 
Ty, any any final wrap up words besides uh, besides uh, off topic or on topic of today's discussion? You know, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> Dope. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, um, y'all. I wish y'all well in this facet of life. Um, but no, on a real note, thank you guys for supporting us. This podcast has been such an amazing journey um such a good creative outlet as well um thank you for listening you know y'all don't listen but y'all sure do listen mm-hmm. um but thank you guys so much it's been so fun just to like talk about um different top various topics that we all struggle with or go through or even enjoy discussing so you know the floor is always available if anyone wants to hop on. So, hundred percent. Tell us what you got, baby. Yeah, yeah. We're always welcome, uh, welcoming people onto the podcast. So, thanks mm-hmm. for chilling out with us for this uh, pretty lengthy episode. But we had a lot. It of was gra- fun. Yeah, we had a lot of ground to cover. So, um, mm. if you vibe with any of the things we said, let us know. If you don't vibe with any of the things that we said, also let me know. I'll take I'll take care of it. I'll ease your mind if you had some qualms, but I'm I'm sure y'all uh, y'all who do yes, listen have no, a, have an open have an open DMs. mind. Yeah, no, no hit us up both. <laughs> if you want to go toe to toe on things, I'm more than down. I love challenging my own thinking and others' thinking mm-hmm. and learning from each other. So yeah, I'm always down. Hundred percent. So, uh, without further ado, till next time on yes. Y'all Don't Listen, a premium mm, and gourmet podcast by Ty and Julia. Arrivederci. Good night. Good morning. Whatever time you are listening this to.